Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Calista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. from Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa break well I mean it's still technically going yeah Catholic Church the Christmas season lasts um two full weeks so well we're still holiday we're still Christmassing in 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 the mother of school age children it lasts mm-hmm. until they go back to school same z's but it Same-sies. absolutely lasts through New Year's which we're just shy hells yeah like the people who throw out their Christmas trees the day after Christmas I mean, I was. Tempted. It hurts my heart a little. Although I don't throw out a tree because it's artificial, but you know, <laughs> we did artificial this year just for our sanity. Yeah, sanity is good. We like sanity. We like to have good thoughts in our heads. I agree. Did you have a nice Christmas? It was nice. I got pretty much everything I would have ever thought to want. So. Oh. Oh. They just took care of you from top to bottom, huh? Yeah, I was just like, oh, I, that's I, that's what I wanted. I, I have nothing left now. It's, Score. I'm good. <laughs> I got sparkly things. I got sparkly boots. <gasps> Did you get sparkly Uggs? I got sparkly Uggs. Girl, now we can be matchies. I know. <laughs> what color are your sparkly Uggs? They're like rainbow sparkly. Oh, my gosh. Mine are just silver, so mine look like moon boots. I, I I really like the silver, but I gotta say, rainbow. I'm like rainbow's pretty con- it's pretty awesome. Knows I got, exactly where to hit me. With that. I got Lauren uh, some rainbow. sparkly knockoff Uggs because her feet are still growing. I told her I'm spending her money, <laughs> I mean, that's money on true. her. Yeah, that's just true. Yeah. <laughs> so she got black ones. They're very chic. Because she was stealing mine, and I was like, knock it off. <laughs> We're not doing that. It was a gift. I know she's like rapidly. We're rapidly approaching the point where she can wear my stuff. Mm. Like I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of good that like she wants to wear my stuff, so I'm like not super geeky. I guess. Look at it from that vein. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. I got sparkly necklaces, some Swarovski mm. crystals. Yes. Pretty much, I it's I just Nick goes jewelry with me, and See, that's always a smart play. I always like think that like, oh yeah, jewelry is what I want, but it's not. I, no, <laughs> you're not a jewelry person. I'm a jewelry I'm person. Not. I always really like to not. think that I am, but then I'm no, like, you're no, you're not. I'm not. Let, let me rid you of that falsehood yeah. about yourself. I got a a new Roku, the Ooh. kind that you can control with your voice. Ew. Yeah, it's really nice. I like it a lot. I got a robe, the exact robe that I wanted. Nice. Got the sparkly Uggs. Nice. I got bath bombs. I wanted bath bombs, and I got bath bombs. Lauren got a lot of bath bombs this year. Oh, man. I was like, I was needing. My Jeez. kid officially has more makeup than I do, and it's better <laughs> makeup. Like, I got her some clay makeup, but, like, my best friend got her, like, nice makeup, and my mom got her nice makeup, and I was like, Okay, oh, I'm just gonna okay. take your makeup. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess we're doing You're that. twelve. <laughs> I can't, I'm not when you wear all this shit to school. <laughs> I let her wear a little bit because it's just makeup. It's just fun. Okay, so I feel like there's nothing going on with Arrow. 
Which is how we like it. It's kind of quiet. I like it like that. We're let's in a peaceful let it, slumber before let the it end. Stay that way for a little while. Please. I feel like the fandom's just hibernating. We're just hibernating like in a cave until Emily comes back. <laughs> I like when everybody is eating cheese and wine and laying just watching in bed Hallmark movies and, together and not like at each other's throats about stupid shit that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the calm before the storm. <laughs> No, there's no storm. I'm, I, I refuse to acknowledge a storm. A storm. Like, no I'm storm. so done with people <laughs> being pissed off about movies. <sighs> movies? Just, or endings. Oh, endings, yeah. Well. Just like, here's the thing. It's like, Kelly. where something, if something had, the bigger the fandom something has, the more people are upset at the ending. If you're wondering what we're talking That's about, we're talking true. about Star Wars. <laughs> we are talking about Star Wars. Here's the thing. I'm, I've been a Star Wars fan pretty much all my life, but I'm mostly like, I'm the mostly the original trilogy and I don't venture too far outside of that. Like, okay. In high school, I read, they had um, novels back then yeah. that were considered canon tie-ins. Like this is what happened. And unfortunately, now with the new trilogy, it's completely negated everything. That was oh, in really? That sucks. Which makes me sad because they had Han and Leia had twins <gasps> in in the books, Jason and Jaina, and they were both Jedi twins, and it was just Aww. it was awesome. It's like pure fanfic happiness. It well, it wasn't happiness because things oh did went, stuff go awry. Things 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 went a little awry in much the same way they did in Rise of Skywalker, wherein the brother went evil and the sister had to try to redeem him. Gotcha. Yeah, but the whole like there was a book called The Courtship of Princess Leia, mm. and I kid you not, it was all about like Han finally having to like shit or get off the pot with Leia. Really. It was. I awesome. might have to read that. It was good, and I was like, "That was my jam, man." Yeah. And like when the prequels came out, I was like, "Okay, I don't really like these. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> these are kind of dumb." And I never I mean, got into the video games or the animated series or anything like that. And then like the new, the new sequels came out, and I was like, "Okay, Force Awakens is really cool." And then I loved Rogue One. But then, like, the <laughs> last Jedi, and I was like, oh, this isn't... Well, things are no. going in a direction that you, I know you weren't happy with, too, so... And it just it was like, it was like... Mm. And then I, like, the... Okay, I saw Rise of Skywalker. We saw it on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I thought, you know, oh, it's okay. You know, there's some things I absolutely don't like, but, like, it's okay. But it was like... I don't know. It wasn't anything I was going to be like, oh, I can't wait to watch that again mm -hmm. or whatever. It was like, I was like, oh, okay. Well, that, that was okay. That wasn't that bad. But like I was reading this thread the other night. It was like talking about all the little inconsistencies with it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't make any fucking but, sense. But, like, there were massive inconsistencies <laughs> oh, in the original man. trilogy. Oh, of course. Like, All that's just Star have. Wars. If you're not yeah. retconning some bullshit, it ain't a Star Wars movie. <laughs> that's where I'm coming from. I just laugh my ass lying. off at anyone who believes George Lucas was like, oh, I had it planned all along. Okay. No, okay. No, no. Okay. Listen, Luke and Leia Luke, making yeah. out in front of Han and turn out to be brother and sister. Yeah, that was funny. I feel like the... Like, the prequels cemented my f firm belief that 
George Lucas is really great at world building and technology, but is an absolute shit writer. (laughs) Listen, the man, well, even the original trilogy, like, you go through and you, like, actually look at some of the dialogue, you're like, oh, my God. The only thing that saved a lot of it was the actors delivering it. Well, and I also, didn't he have a writing partner that came up with most of the good stuff? Probably. I think, like, that guy came up with, like, the Darth Vader is Luke and Leia, and Luke and Leia are really brothers. I feel like all, like, the good thematic, like, relationship stuff came from his partner that did not participate in the prequels. I'm I'm not a Star Wars expert, so don't. I know what George Lucas did. He did Jar Jar Binks. And so, therefore, we don't trust the man. Like, there's no forgiveness for that. Well, okay, so my history with Star Wars is I uh, rented it because by the time I got, like, I was like, okay, I need to watch this. It was so ingrained into the lexicon of, 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 of the United States. It was like yeah, it was like Star Wars and apple pie and baseball, you know? So I was like, all right, I better watch true. this stuff. But, like, <laughs> I, I was spoiled on all of it. I knew Vader was... Yeah, you know, it was like it was, there were no surprises, and I, I was just kind of like, it was, uh, it was late '90s, so the technology was not impressive. <laughs> I was just like, I, I totally understood like why my parents were like, this was amazing when you saw it in the theater, because there was nothing like it. Right. Well, and I was like, and that's the thing. It was like when it came out. It came out when I was a kid. Yeah. And that was, it was all the toys, like the toys that everybody would get for Christmas and show off to each other in the street. Like it was all Star Wars. Right. And it was, so therefore it was like intricately entwined with our childhood. Right. So for people my age, it's like, that's our childhood. I think some, well, we'll get into this. So, okay. So I liked it. I mean, what's not to like? It's It's a fun story. It's a great story. I loved Leia. Because you really weren't getting those. I mean, we were just starting on the whole badass female superhero with, like, Buffy and She kind of started it, But, like, she? Leia, I was like, oh, so this is the one who started it. I mean, she was awesome. Yeah. Um, I loved Han Solo. But uh, Harrison Ford, for me, how I got introduced to Harrison Ford and where I love Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Yeah. So I actually met Han Solo time. later in life. So I don't have this big emotional connection to Han Solo. It's it's I wouldn't even say that it's a big connection. Like, can you think of what your first ship was? Like when you were little, like when you uh, first Pam and Bobby on Dallas and it left me fucking traumatized. Okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> that was my first ship. I totally get where you are coming from on the on 789. Like I get it. Like that was that was my first yeah, ship. I and totally listen, get it. I was I was I was ready to be okay with Han dying in the Force Awakens. Well, like, because Harrison just was ca- not. It was like thirty years of Harrison bitching about still having to be alive and dealing with <laughs> Star Wars fans, and you're just like, if this dude's coming back, he got some director to agree to murder Han Solo. Is basically yeah. Well, there's that too. But I mean, it's just it was it was like okay, I could be okay with this. Because I thought I I knew where they were going but with then, everything, and then they just they the perpetrator. Just, well, and that was another thing. It was like once, once Kylo Ren killed Han Solo. I didn't care that he was his son. Once he killed right. him, it was like we're done, well, son. Yeah, I done. I 
It's game I've, over, big you're fella. You're dead to me now. I I don't care. Good luck about... with your career, Adam Driver. <laughs> well, and it's like I love kidding. Adam Driver. I, I think Adam Driver is amazing. But here's the thing, Kylo. Question. Ren, I think. I, go ahead. Sorry. I was. Whereas Kylo Ren was was. For me, it was kind of like Laurel. Like in season four, mm. it's like, okay, well, we're done. You can go now. <laughs> you know, I was just like, just I waiting didn't for care. Her to die. <laughs> I was like, you know, he's he's not great. And then he was like really desperate to kill Luke. And it was just like, okay, well, you're not really helping here. <laughs> you helping know, it's just, none of not this is game. making me want you. And then he was a tr- Atrocious to Ray. He was absolutely okay. Well, wait. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're going to get into the Raylo. We're going to get into the Raylo. That's why I couldn't. I was just like, man, he was he was really shitty to her. And I see people shipping it, and I'm a little concerned about you guys because he's terrible. Listen, he's a he's an abuser. We're going to get into Raylo. He's a terrorist. Um. We don't so, ship that kind of well, nonsense. Listen, well, I kind of do. Like, this no. is like, it's so weird for me. I'm in this weird, it's a weird place for Jen in this <laughs> Star Wars thing. Because, like, I don't. Okay, so here's my history. So I binged the, I binged. I was like, yeah, they're cool. I like Leia and Han. Luke Skywalker bugged the shit out of me. I'm oh, like, I get the it. He's like the hero. But like, oh my God, does he? I basically just love Yoda and I liked Leia. Um, <laughs> and then I was Valid. dating Nick when the, uh, when the prequels came out. He was like lit as fuck for it. He was so oh, excited. Every Star Wars fan oh my God. was like, I'm like, dying. Ridiculous. It's finally happening. And then, like the first one was basically a kid movie and he's like 22 and he's like, oh man. <laughs> the um, first one was like, well, and it was I, also, it was boring. It was boring. And it was kid like And it was like, how can it be boring and a <laughs> no, kid movie so all bad. at the same time? I was uncomfortable <laughs> with the whole Padme age difference oh, situation going on. It was, was like, a bad yucky. thing, folks. Um, it was not good. And then I really, really, really wanted to love episode two because, like, me and romance. It was but it was so just so bad. atrociously bad writing. You're like, oh, it's just the dialogue. Oh. And what I don't get is everyone blamed Hayden Christensen. I was like, he didn't write that shit. He showed up to set and he said what George Lucas told him to say. Here's the thing. How is George Harrison Lucas Teflon in all Ford of this? did the same thing, but Harrison Ford has a certain presence that Hayden Christensen That's fair. Have. Hayden Christensen is a, a, a fine actor. I, I think that Hayden Christensen was fantastic in three because they kind of let him unleash the broody. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, like was it no, was more yeah. temper tantrum in two. <laughs> and then it was like, Which you're like oh, there's bro- a Skywalker guy. Right. You know? I was like, there's a Skywalker. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you cannot acknowledge that Skywalker men are, are big, the huge, whiny tantrum babies, oh. like, I don't know what to do with you. I, I, I honestly, like, I love Mark Hamill. And it's one of those things that I didn't discover how awesome Mark Hamill was until the age of the internet. Mm-hmm. So when I was in high school with my friends, we were watching Star Wars all the time. Like, we had a weekend off and we'd, like, sit around and binge the whole trilogy, mm. like, and we were goofy with it. And we always would rip on Luke Skywalker, like constantly rip on Luke Skywalker, like clear through high school. None of us could stand him. He was terrible. And it's just there was like see... a YouTube compilation of all of his bitching. Oh, God. And it's like, 
the entire. My friends, when one of us, when one of us in our, our friend group would like be complaining about something, somebody would go, oh, cannot get your ship out, you know, <laughs> like all this stuff and just like pick on Luke and like basically call whoever was whining a Luke Skywalker and everybody's like, oh, well, that's fighting words, you know. <laughs> but like, I felt like the down. most <laughs> Luke Skywalker thing that Luke Skywalker ever did was go hang out in an island for 30 years or 20 years. Oh my years. God. Like, why was anybody surprised about that? Why was that? anybody complaining about that? that is, like, and then just dumping all the problems on <gasps> Leia? 100% what Luke Skywalker would do. Yep. J.J. Abrams and Ryan, was it Ryan Johnson? Nailed him. Oh, yeah. That that was absolutely Luke. I 100%. was not. 100%. Like, the whole drinking the milk and staring down yeah. Ray. Chucking that the lightsaber. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yoda having to come back and, like, hit him over the head and, like, mm-hmm. laugh his ass off at him. I'm like, okay, this is feeling, this is feeling nostalgic. This is right. Yeah. Okay. So then we get to, <laughs> <laughs> like, I am a very simple Star Wars person in the sense that I enjoy the movies, but I don't, like, I'm not, like, super invested. I just like to go watch them and I have fun and whatever. You're and very, I, very casual fanny. Like, yeah. Uh I'm like, I am like hiding behind Callie right now because what I did not, like, I don't want to get docs, guys. Like, don't come for me. Like, it's just a freaking, like, I was so confused by all the rage. I was like, wait, what? Like, I wasn't around. I don't get the for, rage either. For like, the I don't tri- love like, it, Like, oh my gosh. Like, I, like, it's <laughs> cool to me if you hate Raylo. It's cool for me, to me, if you like Raylo. Do your thing, guys. I but like, it. I I know. Like, this is what so- <laughs> Callie and I were cracking up because like we're very seldom on like. Well, like she's in one camp and I'm like in the middle of two, so it's like I'm not like fully Raylo. But like, I don't hate it. And but like, if you look at my shipping history, are we surprised? Because mm. to me, it feels like okay. And here, I'm just gonna like go through my thought process. And maybe you, as a person who's more possibly well-versed in Star Wars, can explain the differences to me. So, here's where it starts with me. So, at the end of the original trilogy, I was, like, super happy that Anakin got redeemed. And, like, Luke forgave him. And Luke believed that there was still good in his dad. Like, he was completely horrified and traumatized that Darth Vader was his father, as we would all be. My dad is a serial killer. That's not good. But then he was like, oh, I sense the light in him and, you know, saves his soul. He wanted soul. to believe that he could be saved. Right. It's so a like, noble thing. Right. As you're watching Anakin's downfall fall in the prequel, what makes it less heartbreaking is that you know Luke is going to be the light and save. He's going he's gonna to save Luke and kill Okay, so like for me, redemption is a very big part of the Star Wars mythos. So yeah. when we when we set out with Kylo Ren, who let's be clear <laughs> is a uh, insecure poser trying to be like Granddaddy and feeling miserable at it. Okay, let's just like and, there's and like also whining and while like he's doing bitching it. all <laughs> the time. It's like, oh my god, can someone just lightsaber him already? But we knew he was going to be redeemed. I knew he was right. Gonna be redeemed. So I was like, but that's just how I it was. Goes. I remember we talked about like this after the Force Awakens because I was like, I think they're going to go romantic. Ugh. And you're like, no, they're not. I'm like, but I think maybe. 
baby. And the reason why I thought this, and this is like so ludicrous. It's a ludicrous moment for me to be like, oh, they're going to hook up. <laughs> this is totally what I thought. Because it's fucking Disney. So like when he stops her in the woods before he like mind rapes her or whatever, <laughs> he's like, Jesus Christ, he like, uh, yeah, he like <laughs> uh, freezes her. And then he, like, knocks her out, as one does before you kidnap someone. And then he, like, swoops her up in his arm, like, all bridal style. And I was like... That's creepy, folks. Well, it was a little, like... I was like, well, this is bizarrely romantic way of carrying her. I was like, this is interesting. Mm. And then, like, they get into, like, the torture chamber. And I was like, okay, here we go. And he's like, oh, you're not my first, like... It was literally like watching like eight-year-old me watching Beauty and the Beast. It's like, oh, you're not my prisoner. You're my guest, but you can't leave. <laughs> it's like, but is that the same as being a guest? It's not. And then like what I loved about it as he's like trying to like get all the map info, she gives just as good as he does. Like she kind of mind kicks his ass. I'm like, uh -huh. yeah. Okay. So I just was like, I feel like there's. But, like, we didn't know Ray's parentage either. And I was still like, oh, she might be Luke Skywalker's daughter. So I was like, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> yeah. But then I, I listened to the DVD commentary that J.J. Abrams did. <laughs> and I'm going to find it because it was like, okay, this is the way they're going. Um, basically, he likens Ray. He calls her... He references her and he says that Ray is drawn to this place inside of Maz's castle, almost like Cinderella. And I was like, okay. And then she, he calls, uh, you know, when she's like, when she tells uh, Kylo Ren, you know, well, this is what, it, you know, this is the typical reaction when you're being hunted by a creature in the mask. And he like whips off his mask and Adam Driver has just had a blowout. <laughs> and J.J. He's like, she's expecting a monster, but he looks more like a prince. And I was like, okay, okay, Disney. Okay. And here's the thing that I have that I'm like, this is where my brain goes. So if you look at the past of my shipping history, I've got Buffy and Angel. I've got Stefan and Elena. And like, I guess we could even maybe kind of argue Oliver and Felicity in some vein, but I, I really don't like you because it's, it's like the worst example. Let's just go with Buffy and Angel, okay? Because he's probably, in retrospect, super problematic. <laughs> but I think the problem that I had with Kylo Ren, what I typically don't ship, like, it's like you meet the good guy before, you meet the hero, and then he goes all evil. So, like, you're like, well, I get why the heroine is, like, fighting for him because, you know, like, he's really a deep, good dude deep down, you know, and then, like, something terrible happened to, like, make him go all evil. What I typically don't ship is, like, the bad guys. Like, we're going with anti-hero becoming yeah, I have hero. a big problem with I, like, really, guys. I can't think of, a, of an example where I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I feel like, uh, I, I feel like you know, Kylo Ren and Rey are more like Damon and Elena, and we all know how I feel about that. So I was very, like, surprised at myself that I was like, you know, okay. <laughs> I just was like, it's fine. And I think what ultimately kind of sold me on it, 
Was the, was the second, was eight, what's it called again? The one where... The Last Luke, Jedi? The Last Jedi, where Luke Skywalker comes back. Yeah. And they're starting to do all of that mind stuff where they're, like, force Ugh. Skyping with one another. That was gross. Well, here's my thing. And I was like, okay. So, the way I look at it was... Ray is the new Luke Skywalker, only she's not as whiny. <laughs> which automatically... I mean, Makes her yeah. 10 times more awesome. Yeah. So I viewed it as they are like seen in each other's souls. So she was always very clear that Kylo Ren is a dick and hates him. But whatever she saw with this Ben Solo is the same thing that Leia saw and the same thing that Han saw. So like really it was Ray who sold me on, you know, there's some guy in there that's really good and worth giving a damn about. And so I believed in Ray. So I was like, well, I should believe in Ray the same way that I believed Luke when Luke said, you know, there's something in Anakin worth saving or and Darth Vader worth saving. And I view Darth Vader as a hundred million times worse than um, Kylo Ren, not saying that Kylo Ren is not bad. He's very, very bad. I'm very, very happy with how things actually resolved in the last movie. So that's kind of how, and I was very like, okay, I get the light and dark, and I get this concept of you're going to have this powerful light, which is right, but then on the flip side, because, you know, Lucas is always pushing this balance bullshit, you're going to have a powerful dark, and in order to, for it to be a powerful dark, they got to do some really crappy shit. So I, I kind of just get very comfortable when I'm in Star Wars with the thematics and the ridiculousness of it. That it's like, okay, yeah, you committed patricide. But, you know, it's cool. We'll forgive you. <laughs> I knew that. You know, I knew I like, they, <laughs> thematically, I knew they would redeem him. But here's where I, I hit my wall with the whole thing. Fine, redeem him. Fine, have him make a heroic sacrifice. Fine, have him make a heroic sacrifice to save Rey. My thing was, is why does it have to be a romantic thing? Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel like that added anything. But is that kind of love thing? any different than the love that Luke had for Anakin? It's all just, I mean, to me, Star Wars is a great big love story, and you have m multiple love stories going on. But if, it, but if it could be the same as he had for Anakin, then why not have it be the same as as Luke had for Anakin? You know what I mean? Oh, where like, it's I don't like understand not why they had to Does go. And this is like something I'm genuinely interested in. So does, is the fact that she's female and that it's romantic? That's what I'm wondering. And and given how they Like they if the really roles were reversed, if Ray was the evil baddie and it was if it was Ben Solo, if they Or went, if it was a guy and a guy. Yeah, that see to me I kind of feel like um and given how they pushed out on on Finn and Poe I just feel like it feels kind of ooky to me. Like, why did it have to be romantic? Is it just because? From where I sit, and I get, them, I understand. Know. Listen, all of our movie watching experiences and our story experiences are not the same, okay? I totally understand people who get triggered by this and are like it's an abusive relationship. I don't. I don't. I, I don't look at, I don't look into it that deeply. I really don't, because it's, you know, in space. Um, but I understand that other people do. My thing with Ben or with Kylo Ren and Ray is I never felt like Kylo Ren ever had the upper hand. She always kicks his ass. And that's very Buffy the Vampire Slayer to me. There was never a moment where Angelus ever had the upper hand with Buffy. 
Um, he did some really horrible, shitty things, but he always got what was coming to him. And a lot of where I go with Ray, because um, I, I really... I really view how Star Wars does these dark personas as almost split personality. Like who Anakin Skywalker is, is different than Darth Vader. And maybe that's my error. I look at it, I look more at it as, you know, Angel versus Angelus. Kind of like there's a split in the persona. That doesn't mean that you don't hold them responsible for what they've done. You know what I mean? They absolutely need to be held responsible. But by processing it that way in my mind, where it's like there's a good version of the person inside and there's a bad version of the person inside and we're like battling it out, I can understand how a Ray would see into his soul, see this Ben Solo guy and be like, wow, he's pretty fantastic. I am fall in love with him while simultaneously hating uh, Kylo Ren. But here's the thing. Why did she have to fall in love with him? I don't Why couldn't she just want to want to save him? She felt a kinship with Han and Leia. That was well established sure. in the first movie and in the second movie. And we saw it in the third movie as well. She felt very strongly about Han and Leia. And it was one of those things where it's like she understands that that is their son. Mm-hmm. And her being a good person, she wants... Probably to save him, not just for the good of sure, all humanity, sure. because he was an asshole, but for those people whom she has such great affection for. Like, why did it have to be I romantic? think where I was a little like, oh, I think this is also what they're doing, is to me, just because of the thematic elements, I don't feel like J.J. Abrams was really out to do new stuff here. I think most of it was just, I think the the final trilogies, a lot of it was just an homage. You got, you know, you have Finn, yeah, Ray, and Poe, which true. are essentially Han, Luke, and Leia. Um, you've got the Anakin Skywalker character in Ben, uh, in ben Solo. Um, what I felt was happening, and I think it became a little bit clear after I saw The Last Jedi, was that they're doing a reverse Anakin and Padme. That they wanted to start off with a romantic love story and they wanted to end with a romantic love story and cap it. Now, whether or not you agree if that's necessary or not, right. I, this is just where I. That's probably true. But here's, a, here's another thing that, okay, fine. If it was, it was meant to be a love story, why didn't she see him on Tatooine? Well, that, oh, see, yeah, because then we got to get into the ending because I was a little confused. Okay. Because he dies, she leaves, and it, it looks like, just looking at her, she doesn't ever think of him again. Oh, no, I think she did. I think what, this was I my know, interpretation. I know, you can say you thought she did, but I didn't see any, any sign of it on the screen well, because I was I looking for it. I think this is I where was looking for it, and it I saw fails nothing. a little bit. I, I think this is where the, this fails a little bit in terms of, like, Ray's story connected to Finn and Poe. And I would blame most of it on The Last Jedi. She felt like she was in her own movie. And then they yeah. were like, oh, let's she hook was... her up with Finn and Poe in the last movie. But I was like, there's this whole other movie happening that Finn and Poe have absolutely no idea what's going on. And I felt like, you know, Han and Leia were a little more up on the whole Luke and Vader situation. You know what I mean? It was like they were a little bit more in the loop. And I would say when it comes to... Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Padme, that trio was very much united and very much 
connected and what happened to Anakin affected both Padme and um, Obi-Wan. So I think that's a weakness. They didn't know how to thread in this romantic storyline with the other stuff going on. So they just kind of isolated her from it. So it's like she goes to celebrate with the guys. Well, maybe that's why I feel like it's not important to the overall story because it it feels it felt to me like to put it in terms of Arrow Mm -hmm. and how we describe Laurel it felt like that the romantic component lifts out and the story remains intact well it's kind of I I almost felt like you have the Force Awakens you have the Last Jedi and I felt like the romance I thought JJ was subtle about it in the Force Awakens um Ryan Johnson was not (laughs) I almost feel like some of the backlash could have impacted how far J.J. Abrams pushed the romantic aspect um I think it was I think from my standpoint the way I took the ending where who knows if anyone's gonna agree with me (laughs) so from my understanding when Ray is healing that monster, she's like, you have to give a little bit of yourself of your life force to something else. And then it heals it. Right. So then she does that with Ben and she heals him. And then he gives all of his life force to bring her back. So from my standpoint, the spirituality side of it, I don't think we saw him as a force force ghost because I think he's literally living inside of her, keeping her alive. (laughs) Listen, this is, I know, I know, from, like, this is coming from a person who has absolutely no context for what Star Wars no, crap is. No, it was, it was, it's, it's not that there's anything wrong, like you're like way off base. It was just like the look that came across my face. I know. I was that. like, you're going to hate this like, explanation because you hate the concept of the two of them even I together just, I just, and I, and I think it just comes down to no, plain old simple no TP for me. Right. It's oh, and like, that was what's so, no but see, like you and I can coexist. Well, yeah. The, the, it's the rage I don't understand. I'm just kind of like, yeah. like genuinely, I don't like Lorever, but like I think that they can exist on the planet. I just don't like. There came to be a point where I was like, listen, we don't agree. I'm not going to keep engaging with these people because we're never going to agree on the story. Well, we just like yeah. don't agree. But I feel like, like there's, there's like some this people... level of anger within the Star Wars yeah. fandom about like everything. Literally oh, yeah. everything they're pissed they're off ma- about. Mean people. Well, um. <laughs> so I'm in this weird middle zone, okay? Because like I totally get why people like yourself don't like the pairing of Raylo, even if I'm like, oh yeah, this kind of like in my thought process and how I process the story, it works. And for I me. totally get why you like. Right. It. Like, like this is like my wheelhouse. And yeah. like what's so crazy is like, well, are you? Ra-? And then like the people will turn it into, well, how? Is this who you want your daughter to marry? I was like, of course, I'm not raising Lauren to marry a dude who committed patricide. Like, calm down, you guys. Like, if you guys ever met my husband, he's like the most gentle, sweetest soul on the planet. Like, I don't go for the dark and twisty in real life. It's it's a separation of fantasy and reality for me. And, you know, growing up on Beauty and the Beast, growing up on Disney movies, did not somehow addle my brain into thinking men have to be a certain way. You know what I mean? I'm waiting for my Prince Charming to rescue me. It was nothing like that. I grew up very independent and understood that these are stories. And I think, to me, where there's some disconnect between the the angry fanboys star wars is a fairy tale and therefore the rules are different it's a fairy tale it's weird to me because you keep talking about the people 
that hate Raylo. I've seen far more people that like Raylo. Oh, really? Okay. Let's on see. my timeline. Okay. So and then... that's what irritates me is seeing all the people being like, well, clearly she's pregnant now. Oh, no, and no, no. Like, okay. See, then this is like, what okay, they do. Okay. See, all right. You're going like, to like me again. Because then this is what that group does. That I'm like, I can't stay with you guys when you say this shit. They're like, oh, no. Ben should have lived. And I'm like, wait. No, 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 no. no. A fracking what like they are arguing that <laughs> they are arguing <laughs> first of all i have to give adam driver credit because i was like all right i'm kind of like going on blind faith here that just because i like ray and she's cool that like whoever this ben solo dude is like he'll be cool <laughs> i'll like him because i haven't seen a lot of them yet and i gotta give adam driver i think like my love for ben solo it's kind of like the script was at a five and driver elevates it to a nine you know what i mean <laughs> you're just like he he sells it for me in the end like he did a really you know how Steve is so good at his mannerisms and physicality and how he changes the different Olivers? Right. I thought Adam did a wonderful job of yeah, basically on that one, like on a... that one planet with all the waves and the Death Star. Like, you could see when he let Kylo right. go. Right. And, like, when he yeah. let Kylo... And then when he's Ben... He walks different. He, he's, there's Han, I mean, listen, it's like he does a couple Han Solo movements, and I'm like, I think I'm okay with the genocide. <laughs> it's, it's totally twisted. But I'm like, that's so awesome. And he's just a badass, and he's lighter, and you're like, oh, he's a good dude. And I give all the credit to Adam Driver's performance because that was a crucial part of, like, even, like, continuing yeah. to ship it. Because up until that point, and this is where I get annoyed with the Raylo fandom, is you can't be a villain for two and three-fourths of the movie trilogy and then go walk off and get to, like, make babies with the heroine. And, like, what? What? Like, listen, if there is any mainstay of a Disney film, it's that the villain is going to get got. Yeah. Like, maybe a villain who doesn't die in a Disney film. I'll as wait. much as I knew that he was going to be redeemed, I knew that he was going to die. But part of, like, and I, I understand what they're trying to argue to. in that, you know, redemption doesn't have to be this one choice that he could have earned redemption by fixing all the mess he made. And this is where I say, sure, if you are going to do a complicated adult film, but they are they are gearing this towards kids. And my daughter, as she's watching this... She was like, okay, he's not Kylo Ren anymore? Like, now he's Ben? I'm like, right. She's like, okay. And he's good? I'm like, yep. Like, they need to see consequences. Children need, and that's the essential portion of a fairy tale, is like, if you make mm -hmm. bad decisions, I think what's beautiful about the ending is that he does achieve redemption. And in the final mm -hmm. moments, he gets more, honestly, than I think what he really deserved. Because essentially, right. what Ray has been... Ray has been saying the same shit to him for three God-blessed movies. Han said the same shit to him for three God-blessed... I mean, like, how many different ways do they need to tell Ben Solo, you don't have to be a bad person, you can... It's not too late, you can make a different choice. And yes, he... It seems like, and this is the part I love about it, and it breaks my heart that Carrie Fisher was not more integral into the movie because I think she was supposed to be, but sadly and tragically she passed away. 
Um, it to me it struck me as more of a mother son. I think that they love story. Um, that that is ultimately it's kind of like he and this is something that bugs me about Star Wars. I like like they have all this other stuff. They have like the cartoons and the books and the comics, but they like put really important information in those stories <laughs> that like the movie audience isn't privy to and it's fucking canon it's like putting in arrow whatever the arrow comic is that oliver and sarah sarah actually you know oliver was with sarah kind of first before laurel like that whole story she told about laurel getting her arrested and busted like putting that in a comic book like, that's fairly important when you're looking at the whole Sarah, Laurel, and Oliver relationship, you know? It doesn't even matter because the stupid idiots wouldn't have paid attention. Right. It's like, okay, <laughs> but like, 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 I'll be like, I'll be like online or like someone makes a reference to something and I was like, that wasn't in the movie. And like, I researched it. I'm like, it's in some God blessed book that I was like, well, I'm not going to go buy the book. This, if, this is, if it was so important, put it in the movie. Right. They, they, they. Here's here's my feel on the whole Disney trilogy is that The Force Awakens was a really good start. And it felt like they were they were on the right track and they got bogged down in their own minutia. Well, while I doing kind of The Last Jedi and The Rise I of Skywalker. I kind of wish they had been a little more much. hardcore in their decisions. I think uh JJ Abrams mistake yeah. is he's trying to please everybody. I actually really really loved the last movie. <laughs> I did. I was very happy with it. I think, um, you know, Leia's spirit being ultimately what pushes the madness out of Ben so it clears his mind. Because I kind of buy, I buy into that the Emperor and Snoke were manipulating him in a similar way that they did Anakin. But my thing where I stopped short is, you know, Anakin still decided to kill a bunch of babies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anakin still decided to um yeah, choke his pregnant wife. You know, you saying Right, saying, just be, do this, do that. Just because he, a guy has a sob story doesn't mean that, oh well, it's totally fine everything that he did. There has to be consequences. Well, and I feel like too often you see in these fandoms when people start shipping, they they ship the thing and you see this with Laurel and Oliver too is they're really willing to excuse any kind of abuse or toxicity in the name of their ship to make it okay to ship. Yeah, like it's and not it's like okay. You need to stop doing like that. if people need me to say it, it's not okay <laughs> that Kylo Ren was like invading Ray's mind. He pushes her constantly and she's constantly like even in this last movie, you know, he's trying to tell her the truth of, you know, Palpatine is her whatever grandfather and she tells him, "I don't want this." And he doesn't listen because it's ultimately that's what serves him is for her to know this. So he's because he thinks that's going to make her go to the dark. Well, side yeah, I mean, Kylo Ren is essentially a self-serving pussy who is just he's he's constantly what is feeding him and what Ben ultimately chooses over the love of his father or the, or the love of his mother over the love raised love is power. He's addicted to it. So the part where I actually. <laughs> I almost laughed out loud in, in the theater because it was so when Ray stabs him with his lightsaber and like he's going to die right there and she could have let him die and she would have been completely justified in letting him die. Um, but I think the fact that she feel she felt Leia's passing, 
she very much looked at him as Leia's son. Right. And I'm not going to take Leia's son. And she heals him. And she tells him in that moment, which I personally feel she has been telling him from like minute one. Because he's like, you wanted to take my hand. And she's like, yeah, dipshit. I wanted to take Ben's hand, not your serial killer alter ego. You know what I mean? Could you just stop murdering people? And then maybe we can go on a date. And like she heals him. I want to take Ben's hand. And he looks at it, looks at her. It's like, oh, you do like me. I'm like, oh, my God. Ben Solo is a fucking idiot. Like, it's like, no wonder he's Palpatine. He's a Skywalker man. I was like, you are such bad. a fucking Skywalker. And he's like, oh. And then I did really love... Because it wasn't, it wasn't Han's spirit. I'm very firm on that. It wasn't Han's spirit that came back to talk to Ben. It was Ben's memory of his father. And he's essentially reimagining that moment with his dad on the scaffolding of how it should have gone. What yeah. he should have done. What he should have said. And the fact that he, has, he thought killing his father was going to be this ultimate freedom and make him this ultimate darkness badass, but ultimately it is what essentially was his undoing. He couldn't live with it. So that part of it where I think he has to forgive himself even just a little bit just to do what he has to do next, I think that's very true. And what I like about that, and essentially what I like about the romantic angle, um, I think that... Sometimes we can make decisions that are so big and so bad that we feel like we can't turn around and that we're not going to be loved unconditionally because of it. And I think essentially, you know, parents, we're always going to love our kids. You know, if Lauren commits murder, I'm going to go see her in jail. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be happy about what she did, but I'm still going to love her. And I think some element of a, essentially a stranger, a person you didn't know before, choosing to love you simply because of who you are or the person that they see in you, I think can have a redemptive element to it that maybe just a parent-child relationship doesn't have and maybe that's why they went romantic i honestly don't think it's that deep i think they just were like let's cap it with a love story because it started with a love story and that's fun (laughs) but that was the part of it the the part where ben finally realizes no it's not too late i can do this one last thing i like that ray saves the universe you know, they were complaining that, oh, if they're a diet in the forest, it really should be Ray and Ben who stop Palpatine and each. I'm like, no, he has not earned that. He doesn't get to swoop in and be the big time hero. I'm sorry. Like, not when you've been, like, destroying planets. You don't get to swoop in and take all the credit for saving the world. Like, that's not how that works. They needed to give Ray her moment because the difference between Ray and Ben is that Ray has equally been tempted by the darkness, but she never chooses it. Right. And that's true. What I love about the end and his death is he literally is climbing out of a hole to get to her. And if we're talking about who Kylo Ren is, this is it. She's dead. Um, He can claim himself as, you know, supreme ruler and take it all. And, you know, essentially his one rival for power is gone. But he knows that the better of them is her. Right. And it's not. Right. Exactly. And he knows. There's two things he knows. He knows he cannot live without her. She is really the one person, I think, who really always saw the good in him 
and believed in him. And he also knows that even as Ben Solo, he is no match for her light. So to me, it was just a natural, yes, I'm going to give my life force to her. And whatever is left of Ben Solo, I think from a spirituality aspect, I think Ray still feels him with her, which perhaps is why she's not, she doesn't feel as alone as what she once did. You know what I mean? And then of course yeah. she has her whole family that she built, you know, with Ray or with Finn and Poe and the resistance fighters. But I am not on board with, oh yeah, you know, Leia dies to save Ben and they live happily ever after. I'm like, no, that's where that's taken it a step too far. And I just feel like, and I feel like this is probably true. I mean, I'm sure the Elicity fans have done this too. Shippers take things too far sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, I think, I think to me, this is where I'm in the middle. I think both sides take it too far. Just because you like Raylo does not mean that like you are a fan of like rape and you know, you are a supporter of, uh, you know, Nazism and you know what Fair I mean? Enough. It's like the, the, the comparisons I see people make on online. I'm like, whoa, calm down. And then I think the Raylo fans take it too far where it's like, no, it's totally cool if you don't like this pairing. I mean, Kylo Ren basically made every argument possibly to be made that he is an unlikable dickhead. So it's, is it shocking that some people are like, okay, we think he's an unlikable dickhead. It's like he's an abusive asshole. That's basically what he did all and um, I, uh, my thing, I don't do the whole, oh, well, he, and this is like where we get into like the Damon and the Klaus and where he's only nice to this one girl. That's not, yeah, that's So not it's like, okay, that he's shitty to everybody else, but he's only no. nice to this one girl. No. Like, no, that's not, that's not, that's not gonna, <laughs> that's not gonna work for me. That's not gonna work. So I, I yeah. think the character of Kylo Ren is, and Ben Slow is, a more complicated romance than what I have previously liked in the, the past. But just the way I process it, I see a lot of similarities between Beauty and the Beast, between, you know, Angel and Buffy before, even Stefan and Elena. Um, whether that signals that I have a mental problem, people can decide that on their own. <laughs> I feel well, like I've made good has. life choices. <laughs> But yeah, I am completely united with the anti-Raylos and Ben had to die. He had to die, guys. What was it he going to do? He's going to go hang out with Poe? Didn't he like blow up five planets or something? Oh, and then I heard some insane argument. Well, he didn't really know the First Order was doing. Just stop. Excuse me. He Come joined on. the First Order with full knowledge of what they are. The thing about where I, how do you get a Ben Solo to become a Kylo Ren when his parents are <laughs> freaking Leia, Princess Leia, Han Solo, and his uncle's freaking Luke Skywalker. Like, how the frack does this happen? I think there's a couple things going on. I think, I think there seemed to be some element of absentee parenting. Okay, we've all grew. <laughs> My thing is like, okay, well that doesn't like. Okay, if Han was out. <laughs> doing his, like, Millennium Falcon stuff, that, like, isn't an excuse for, like, Ben to go murder people. <laughs> like, it's just, it's right. a ludicrous, like, that's where I say Star Wars is just outlandish in its, in its themes, as fairy tales are. You know what I mean? So I think that part of it, I also think that, you know, he, he was a convergence of incredible power, and he had a lot of darkness, and I think given their history with Darth Vader, any, any, 
uh, temper tantrums, as I'm quite confident Ben probably had, given that he's a Skywalker male, made them nervous, as it would. You know, is this whole Darth Vader thing genetic? Who knows? And I think the most telling aspect it for where Ben's head was at and Ray called him, a, you know, he's like, you got that look in your eye when you called me a monster. And she's like, you are a monster. And he says, yes, I am. I think the way Ben routed it is in his brain is I already am a monster. So I might as well start acting like one. Again, here's a, here's doesn't thing. excuse the behavior, but I think that's how you get from point A to point B. Another thing, there is a, a commonality between Kylo Ren and Darth Vader a lot of people might say well you know he wasn't as bad as Darth Vader because Darth Vader killed young Jedi but I think they forget that Ben did too okay so I've heard conflicting things and this is where okay so I that's what I thought too that he killed all the young Jedi then I heard that there's another source material the comic books or something that says that he didn't that they died some other way it was no, accidental it showed him it showed him no I know this is what I'm saying this is my Star Wars <laughs> this is bullshit because they put other source materials in and I think they've do- I think what they've done with the Ben Solo character is they've done that a lot like they will put other stuff in that makes Ben look more sympathetic but that they don't put it in the movie so I agree with you. Is, I think yeah. he killed. I think he killed Jedi traitors. I mean, didn't he? I mean, he was part of the whole let's blow they up planets. It, I'm sure there was a couple kids from, on a few planets that he blowed up. You know what I mean? They showed it from his memory and from Luke's memory. That yeah, he did I, I don't. Again, like I don't know enough to be like a, a a a source. I just saw like on the Twitters that there was some comic book that that there was it was like not intentional. Him killing the other yeah, people. Yeah, it looked kind of intentional. I don't know what to tell you. I don't write the shit. I'm just telling you what I saw. And it's like all, oh, this is canon. This is canon. I'm like, all right, if it's canon. Here's the thing. I don't need, I don't need Kylo to be less of a murderer. Like, once you ki- kill one person, I'm good. You're a murderer. You know what I mean? It's not like, I think we're like people arguing. Like, we're, we're it's like you're arguing in like degrees here. It's like, yeah, there's no degrees. It's like, okay, well, you know, Darth Vader killed babies and, you know, he only killed, you know, 10 year olds. It's like, what are you? Darth Vader was a murderer. Kylo Ren was a murderer. They're both horrible, evil, alter personalities of someone who used to be good and they chose evil. They chose power. They chose all the bad things that you're not supposed to choose. And at the end of their life, they made one, one good decision. And died. And, but that does not outweigh the cosmic balance in my mind, which is why, no, I don't think Ben deserves a happily ever after any more than I thought Darth Vader did. No, I wasn't expecting Darth Vader to like take the kids to like, the circus you know take (laughs) you know what I mean it's like there's a limit to I think narrative structure and especially what it's like well you know do you want to teach kids that you know if they make one mistake they have to die in order to make up for it okay all right see this is where you're taking it to a level like you can't apply Star Wars themes to real life we aren't in a galactic universe from far 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 away Obviously, if Ben existed in the real world, he would be tried as a war criminal and put in Guantanamo. What? Well, wait, where do they put war criminals? Guantanamo. Guantanamo, and then they would—I don't know—probably put him to death. 
And then on top of being a war criminal, he'd be, he'd be tried for uh, patricide. Would I be encouraging my daughter to write him letters and be his girlfriend? No! <sighs> I'm not going to marry Angel. I don't, I might, I don't even want to marry Oliver Queen. Ugh. No, thank you. High maintenance mess. Felicity can clean that up. I just want to watch him work out and, you know, say pretty things to her. That's all I want. I don't want to marry the dude. I, can have I saw babies. some posts this week to veer us back to Arrow territory. Oh, yeah, because it's always safe. Um. <laughs> so don't dox me, people. Just because I view Kylo Ren and Ben Solo like Angel and Angelus, okay? Okay. Hey. Um, <laughs> anyhow, I saw somebody say, you know, like, the aunties always used to say the only reason we liked Elicity is because we identify with the nerdy girl and we want the hot guy. And it's like, everybody's like, are, who are you? Who are you who talking are about? Here? First of all, we, we like, we, we recognize that Felicity Smoke is out of Oliver Queen's league. Yeah, number one. Number two, <laughs> I have a delightful snack just downstairs, so I'm good. Well, there's that too. But I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that the, this, this idea that, all these women prefer, like, they want to get with Oliver Queen, no. too. And so that's why they like it. No, and it's I think, like, oh, honey. I got to, oh, no. if we're going to be clear, no, I think, I think Felicity <laughs> confuses a lot of people. And they might want to get with her more than they want to get with Exactly. It was, it was like, no, honey. She kind of tips yeah. our Kinsey scales sometimes. <laughs> and they're like, am I totally straight? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's, that's questionable. It's that's questionable. Felicity. Well, and, you know, I look at, you know, Oliver... I would say Oliver is like the prototypical hero as most hero as I get, as I get. Um, but he started out a murderer and I was cool with Felicity falling in love with him. Different sort of murderer. Yeah. He yeah. killed bad people, but it was like, you know, I have, I have gotten accustomed to males murdering people and that not being a deal breaker in my past. So, and, and let's be clear. The reason I was not a big fan of Kylo Ren wasn't so much because he killed people. It was because he killed Han Solo. Which, here's what I would say to that. If <laughs> Mia killed Oliver Queen, I would be I like, don't okay, think Mia, I'd want JJ here, or Connor <laughs> hooking up with her. I'd be like, yeah. no, we're done. And I totally, like, the people who are like, Han Solo is my childhood. I love him. He's my favorite character. You know, there, there can be things fictional characters do that are unforgivable. Yeah. And that's and fine. And we all have to decide that for ourselves. Right. Really. So, like, to me, Somebody, if you look at Raylo. We can't decide by committee on the internet, you know, what's acceptable and what's not. I get that's a little, I get, I, I'm almost like, it almost makes me dig my heels in when people are like, you can't like something. I'm like, watch me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and it seems like Star Wars has this thing where we all have to collectively agree. No, or we, we rip each other's lives to shreds. And I'm like, or it's just a freaking stupid space movie that's basically a fairy tale in space. And given that fairy tales themselves have highly problematic elements to it since the beginning of time, is it a shock that Star Wars has some problematic elements to it? No. And yeah, could they have planned the whole trilogy out better? What I don't get is why did they switch directors? They always did. Like, the first Star Wars was George Lucas. Mm -hmm. And the second one, Irvin Kirshner was the director. 
Okay. And I'm trying to remember who the director of Return of the Jedi was. Okay. So they, they that's that's it's very just common. tradition. That's I feel like JJ and Ryan could have gotten in a room and like maybe talked about a few things. Well, that would have been nice, you know. I, okay, here's my question to you: Did it did it bother you? Did you like? Were you cool with uh, Ray being her parents being nobody? Did you prefer that to the Palpatine? No, I always thought that was enormous heaping piles of bullshit, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that if they couldn't make her a Skywalker by birth, mm-hmm. then they made her a Palpatine. Because listen, this was my my. My problem, and my problem started as soon as they named the movie Rise of Skywalker. Right. And you're meant to believe that that was about Kylo, right? But my my whole thing was like, this whole trilogy has been about Rey. Right, I never bought that it was and about you, Kylo. And you don't, you don't, like, the whole thing's about Rey, and then you named the last movie after some other guy? But he's got the last name some Solo. Other guy? Like, but see, that was my thing. Well, and everybody was like, oh, she took on the name Skywalker, so then that makes her, it makes Luke and Luke and Leia her parents, and so then there's, like, an incest. I'm like, settle down, people. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's going that's just She's just, on, she, this is her adoptive family. She loves Luke and Leia. They are her teachers. She's not, she remembers who her parents are, for God's sake. Um, it's not like she's like, oh, screw mom and dad. They, you know, died for me. I don't need, I can ignore them for the rest of her life. She's not adopting new parents. She's just saying, this is the, this is my tribe. This is who I identify with. And I do think Ben Solo, who is part Skywalker, is a part of that. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. But it was just one of those things that was like, I felt like you couldn't have like her naming herself Skywalker to honor the family, her found family absolutely made sense to me. It didn't yeah. have to necessarily be romantic. No, I me, loved that, it. I love that. She was a Palpatine. I thought that was, I was like, yeah, yeah I thought that, that makes was more sense. fine. I did not like her just being a nobody. I thought that was, I was a little lazy. I mean, I and guess that was what, the thing that I hated the most about. I guess what Jedi. Ryan was trying otherwise. to say, anybody can be a Jedi. Listen, I don't feel like that's a lesson that the fans needed to learn. There was nobody who was walking around, you know, little kids weren't picking up lights, refusing to pick up lightsabers because they were and saying, oh, I can't be a Jedi because I'm not a Skywalker. That's not a problem that exists within the Star Wars. I don't think that's a lesson that you needed to teach children. They look at Luke Skywalker and they think I can be Luke Skywalker. Right. It's not hard. <laughs> so it's I called make believe guys. Right. And you know, I think they've hinted around at maybe Finn having some force power. I mean, there's plenty of Jedi. Which they're trying to sell to us that that's what Finn meant to tell Ray when they were sinking in the sand. You know, that like annoyed a, me that they just didn't cough it up. Is this going to be in some God bless a comic book that I got to p- pick up? I heard somebody say that they said that, oh, it was because it was him wanting to tell okay. her that he had force power. Put it in the movie, JJ! <sighs> I want my oh money my. back. Just put all the details in the and God see, This is why movie. I can't, these are all the things why I can't think of this movie as as perfect as it like i was very happy like like i think i well here's where you're gonna really like oh jen i think i liked these three three what the last seven eight nine oh okay i might like them the best well that's fine as long as you don't like the prequels the best oh god no i haven't lost my god blessed mind no, I have, from where I sit, the worst Star Wars movies are the prequels and always will be the I prequels. Think, I think a lot of it just derives from, I love Rey, 
Yeah, that's fine. She's basically the perfected Luke Skywalker. She's Luke Skywalker with all the whiny Skywalker man bullshit. We needed to be (sighs) queen of my heart. And I loved how like (laughs) Leia was just the goddess among mortals. It just doesn't it just break your heart? Just like think of how amazing this movie could have been if Carrie was alive. Because here's my thing with the big Han Solo and uh, Ben, you know, emotional thing. I firmly believe that was they were always building to Ben and Leia having a face off. The fact that they never really shared the screen together. Well, I got to be honest. And and this was this was one thing that kind of pulled up my heartstrings. Uh, when, you know, Han tells him it's not, or Ben says to him, it's too late. She's gone. That now that his mother's dead and he can't make there's, it. There's no point. Yeah. To he anything. can't make it right yeah. with her. What's the point? And I just was like, that was, pretty I sad. just, I, yeah, I'm I felt, like, oh, I felt, you I felt serial killer motherfucker making me feel things for you again. And your right. drowned rat persona. I was talking with Maddie. Okay, so me and my mom had a massive debate before we went to go see uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And Nick asked me this because we were watching Marriage Story. And he looked at me and he's like, do you find Adam Driver attractive? I do not. Okay. I'm sorry. I like him. You are in the same camp as my mother. Okay. My mother's like, he's not attractive. So therefore it's okay that he's a villain because my mom is from old school. Villains are ugly. (laughs) I wouldn't go so far as to say he's ugly. Well, she thinks like he's ugly, ugly. What he reminds me of is Angelica Houston where it's like potentially there's features there that should not be attractive, but you put them all together and somehow it works out. Okay. Here's the thing. He's, he's got, I can see, look at him and see, like, he's attractive to people who are drawn to the dark, broody, emo, goth boy aesthetic. Well, what I did. Which I never had. What I did <laughs> so appreciate. he's not attractive to me, but I can be like, look at him and be like, he's attractive to some Well, so, like, my husband was like, drill down for me here where the sexual attraction's coming from. And I was like, you know. I think it's because he's really tall. <laughs> it's really where it. He is. The tall helps. And I was like, and like, the massive shoulder. Like, I am a, I am a tall, broad shoulders lady. Yeah. Look that at helps. my shipping history. You can see this characteristic mm-hmm. throughout. Um, yeah, if you've it. met my husband, he's very <laughs> tall with broad shoulders. Yeah, I think that's really what boils down to. And he's like these massive man hands. What I appreciate, Luke Skywalker was always just like this whiny little puny. A little scrawny. Scrawny little. little yeah and like han solo with like sex on a stick so i was like if if like they have to produce someone that's like got a man body otherwise i cannot accept it so the fact that they cast adam driver who i think if you look at it from like some kind of an angle a lot of the adam driver attractiveness also is dependent on his hair so as we're watching, me and my mom have this huge. Yeah, when he's got short hair, he's not quite. No, but like if it's attractive. long hair. Okay, so this is a perfect example. So my mom's like, no, he's ugly. And then we get out of the theater no, and I'm like. Let's not go crazy. Well, I was like, okay, box. settle down. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think you got to put on a bang a over his head to sleep with him. I think he's pretty okay to look at. Um, but then I was like, okay, true or false. 
Ben Solo is 800% more attractive than Kylo Ren. She's like, true. I was like, he's totally fuckable as Ben Solo. She's like, he is. I don't get it, but it is. And I was like, it's the hair. They had it tonsilled to perfection. Yeah. And you looked they were, in that close-up where they, look. like, see each other for the first time. I'm like, that driver looked like a snack. I was like. They were they were drilling in the, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? The. The leading man. Yeah, it was totally lead him, leading man here, yeah. and it worked for me. And also the part That's where he funny. jumped and said, ow. That was funny. Was like, so, I, I was like, oh, there's that Adam Driver. <laughs> Listen, I love Adam Driver, and he's one of those ones that, like, I can watch him in a movie, and he's just like. He's just great in anything. I, can I recommend great. two Adam he's Driver really movies? Great. Yes, please. Hungry Hearts. I have not seen that. Hungry one. Hearts is the actual because I didn't really uh, watch girls mostly because anytime I saw an episode, I hated I all girls. the women on it. I was like, they're just well. I don't like that chick that that right. I don't like her either. What's her name? I don't the know, chick but who wrote it. Yeah, I don't yeah, like she's her. She's an atrocious human being, and and it, yeah. they're all atrocious human beings on the show. Like, like they're so atrocious they recognize that they're atrocious, and I was like, I can't, I can't work with that. Um, I need a little growth. So, and then I think the character he played on that show was wildly problematic at times, very charismatic and, you know, but like also completely strange and potentially abusive. Um, so the first time I actually like sat down and watched Adam Driver in a performance for two hours straight was Hungry Hearts. Wow. Devastating performance. He's a master. It's essentially yeah. a story about how he's married um and he's a young father and his wife is mentally ill and he is so devoted to her and to their son but the route it goes is just oh it's heartbreaking and he is just <sighs> he's fun to watch he's so good in it you guys he was good in marriage story listen marriage story is not a fun movie oh no and if you're like looking for something like light and happy it to ain't watch your on ship Netflix, it's not don't, don't jump on that boat don't do that. It's very <laughs> almost, it's so realistic. It's voyeuristic in nature. And it's it's uncomfortable. It felt uncomfortable regard. watching it. But he's, he's really so good. good in it. Like that part where he cut his finger. Yes. And he's trying to hide it from the kid. Yes. He doesn't want to scare him. That was like, I was like, oh my God, baby, get yourself to an emergency room. I know. And he he like, oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> and like when he finally, he's so good at playing a narcissist. Well, he's like a narcissist, but like clueless. But and clueless just like about his narcissism. And but like also <laughs> coming, it's like an awakening to realize that he's a narcissist. Right. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. It's so like. Good. <laughs> so good. And you, well, it was so funny. My husband watching this because, like, I mean, he's Team Charlie because he's getting railroaded this whole movie. Also, <laughs> everything was a fucking surprise. I know. It's like, Charlie, get a lawyer, you dumb shit. He, she's going to like Nick literally yelled at the TV. Get a lawyer, you moron. She's taking you for every penny and the kid. Like it took him almost an hour and 45 minutes to get a good lawyer. You're like, what are you doing, Charlie? Because he just didn't want to admit. He's like, that no, no, we're going to work this out in arbitration. Like, You're not arbitrating. All the way through, nothing he's like, there, still fella. going like, oh, this L.A. thing is temporary. We're, our home's in, in New York. And I'm like, oh, honey. Oh, by the way. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give everyone no, a little legalese. If you are in the okay. middle of a divorce or you are looking to separate from your spouse, you do not. For any reason, let your ex 
leave the state with your kid. Nope. Nope. In fact, if you can maintain control of the home and get them to move out of the house, that's even better for you. It's 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 just one of those things that they they told him that in the movie. They're like, right. listen, but I knew the that going you let on. Her leave to California with the kid. This was all over. Like when my sister was going through her divorce, my mom was like, like they were. It was it was like she was in this weird. I think she was. I think she was just actually in shock that it was happening and like was not able to so think clearly. Like and she Driver. was like having like a <laughs> oh we're gonna be like the Brady Bunch divorce people. We're like we'll like still do Christmas no. together. And my mom's like no. I think you are not dealing with this. Um, God love her. Uh, <laughs> and my mom was like really hyped up about getting him out of the house. Get him out of the house because they were like divorcing, but like still cohabitating so um my husband and she wasn't picking up her phone which was wildly concerning so my husband just like picked up left at like 11 o'clock at night grabbed my dad and they drove down to the house just to make sure she was okay and their physical presence made my sister's ex-husband so uncomfortable that he left i was like my mom was like good that was the point so like if you can (laughs) do that not that I know anything about divorce. I'm just telling you how it worked with my sister. I don't actually even know if that actually was like, because they did arbitrate. So I think like if you can arbitrate, that's honestly the best way to go to have a mediator. Because, yeah, yeah, it gets nasty in the movie. Well, and it was one of those things that's like it's the it starts off and you know these people have genuine affection for each other. And a lot of people tend to think, oh, divorces are only ugly when they, like, grow out of love and into hate. No. But this wasn't the case with these people. They didn't hate each other, but the divorce still got ugly. Well. Because that's how a divorce is. We legitimately were confused. We didn't know why they were getting a divorce for, like, a good half hour. And my husband was like, I am totally team Charlie. And then you find then out what like, Charlie did. And oh, yeah. Like, I slept with it. You know, yeah. Oh, no, and okay, Nick's like, oh, dude. You're on your own. And I was like, are you jumping off the Charlie ship? He's like, so, so fast. So, so fast. And so, like, as she's, like, completely, I mean, she's obliterating his life. And Nick's like, this is why you don't sleep with women who are not your wife. (laughs) I was like, I am so proud that I picked you. And he was like, is it because I'm not a complete asshole? I was like, you have other wonderful qualities. But right now, that one in particular is ranking pretty high. (laughs) Listen, some guys out there are just not great. Folks. No, they're there's some really great. like not great dudes. There I'm was, not saying this... I'm not saying like and like real life. See, the, like to me, that's a movie like I apply to real life. Yeah, you know what I mean. That movie felt. Very I don't apply real. Buffy falling in love with a vampire with a soul who loses it their first sexual encounter. I don't really apply those lessons <laughs> to my dating life. But yeah, like the whole. I'm sorry, I'm willing to give Driver and uh, Scarlet the uh, Academy just based off of that fight scene. It was so good. Like, can, can good. you imagine coming up with, like, the emotion to do that take after take after take? Throwing his fist through a wall. And just, like, hysterically <sighs> breaking down. Uh, my favorite line, though, was when she screams, I can't believe I have to know you forever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There was a lot of yeah, married, listen, still married people who like no, related to is, that. This is so true because whenever I think of the people that I've like really just like, it's been a bad separation. Yeah. Not romantically. Like just friendship friends. broke up. Like bad. Like 
I feel good because I can cut them out of my life and I never have to know them again. And I can't imagine having to like coordinate child visitation with somebody I hate. I honestly, (laughs) I mean, and I think the only, I mean, my sister is a superwoman basically. Like I see how she, what she has to do in her life. And I'm just like, I don't understand it. And you're a goddess among mortals. Um, And just like the grace that she has with her ex-husband and just how much that she facilitates the relationship between him and their children together. And just, you know, I mean, it's just, I, she has a level of composure and grace and I still have not spoken to him. I'm the only one who hasn't cause I'm the mouthy sister. So it's better if I don't. So, <laughs> everyone just agrees. There was one time I was supposed to handle a, a pickup and a drop off. And my husband was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I was like, what? I can shut up. He's like, I don't, I don't think you can. <laughs> He's like, I also don't want you to hit him with the car. I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that, but that's a good idea. No, I'm just kidding. No, and if I was like, I don't ever badmouth him in front of the children. I am incredibly respectful of the relationship he has with his children. I ask the kids how their dad is doing and if they had fun at his house. And my niece, isn't, my niece and nephews know that they can talk to me about their dad. It's nothing but like privately inside hate him <laughs> so let's bring this back around i'm gonna try again yeah bring it back around oh yeah we were doing arrow and then we got off on marriage story no we went back to star wars oh we did we okay <laughs> redirect us callista we're done with star wars yeah we're done i've said all i need to say okay good um let's see what happened in the elicity fandom this week oh the lollipops are <laughs> Being being that way again, it's um, what was it this time? It was, oh, one of them, God, this guy, and I I tweeted it and I was like, candidate for most delusional. I saw that. He tweeted, Laurel Lance is the love of Oliver Queen's life. Always has, always will be. That is all. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Hashtag Arrow, and posted a GIF from when Oliver had told Laurel that the being with Felicity was the first time he'd been happy like ever oh my god it's like they keep they they hand themselves the L's and we're just sitting here going oh my god you guys here's my thing and this is what I don't understand (laughs) oh my god they literally don't even watch the show but this is where I get so confused watch the show because it's not us writing this stuff into the show no I didn't write that Oliver proposes to Felicity in front of Laurel. I didn't write that Oliver tells Laurel the only time he was ever really happy was when he was with Ivy was with Felicity in Ivy Town. I mean, there are count. I mean, I didn't write when Oliver was silent when everyone was telling Laurel on her deathbed that they love her. I mean, we, we didn't, didn't write this we didn't stuff. Write, they do we this. Write- we didn't write Laurel telling Oliver she knows she's not the, the love, love of his life. Of his life. My thing is, <laughs> Arrow, it wasn't enough. Here's the thing. This is where it really boils down to for me with the writers. It wasn't enough for them to be like, Elicity is the couple. We're going to veer, veer over to this other thing. Yeah, it wasn't no. enough for them to do that. They had to nuke Laurel. Repeatedly, and they do it over and over and over again. It's almost it, like I honestly believe they hate that relationship. I think they do more than any of the fans because I've oh, never yeah. seen a show 
basically shit on a romance like, that they created never, to this level. And not even in like the I've vampire never required diaries. required that. Like I never required them to no. do that in order for me to ship. Elicity. I never needed them to nuke no. Lorver in order for Elicity to be what they are. But yeah. the writers feel compelled to do it, that they that it's not enough that, okay, Oliver loved Laurel once and they had their time and now they're done. Now it's like they are. I was fully ready for them to go that route right. and they didn't. <laughs> but now it's like the way Oliver views it in retrospect, it's like he never loved her. You know what I mean? It's almost, and that's always what we said about them. That a person who really loves someone, and this is my firm belief, if you really love someone, you can't cheat on them. Because I think that's probably one of the cruelest, most selfish things that you can do to somebody. Because um, nobody put a gun to your head. If you want out of a relationship, just get some lady balls and some man balls and break up. Right. And I don't care if you're married. It's a thing called divorce. You can divorce someone before you start sleeping with someone else. These are not difficult things. And don't at me about financial situation. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Um, So to me, the way that Arrow just kind of like nullifies anything that Oliver and Laurel had inconsistently. And it comes from both characters. That's why her season four destiny really made no sense. Because the last time Laurel ever really spoke about her relationship with Oliver, her comment was, you know, I can't remember the last time I was in love with you. I can't remember ever there ever being a time I was in love with you. Right. Because who they, they how yeah, how they sides. view one another is so radically different. It's tough to remember ever being in love. There was a um there was a tweet that I I liked and it was from Janelicity. And she, it was it's very simple, but it it really struck me in its in its truth. And it said, Felicity always saw Oliver as a hero, never as a killer. She knew that whatever he did, he did because in his heart he thought it was the right thing to do. She always loved him for the man he is, and most importantly, she made him believe he could be that hero. Now, what struck me was the gifs she chose to put side by side here. We got Laurel telling Captain Lance he's a killer. And then we've got Felicity telling Oliver like a hero. And it was one of those things that I thought, you know, I feel like Laurel was unable, particularly, you know, before she knew the Green Arrow was Oliver, for sure. Maybe a little bit afterwards. She couldn't understand anybody viewing justice differently than she did. Like, she had a very specific idea of what justice was. You know, in the courtroom, through legal means, you know. It was very, followed a straight line. That was something my mom brought up when she was watching season one. She's like, I don't think he can ever tell her because I'm not sure she won't prosecute him. Right. Like she, I don't think she could ever, she could wrap her mind around any other way than the way she does it is being the right way. Right. She she believes so fundamentally in the legal process that going outside of it. And I don't, I didn't dislike that part of her character. No, I just I just think it, I found that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I almost wish they'd leaned into it a little bit more than they did. Like, as soon as she found out he was Oliver, then it was like, all okay. Yeah, I, like, I didn't no, like not, the rapid not, no. acceptance. <laughs> that's not, no. I would have been a little bit more. 
That would actually have been an area I would have been okay with Laurel being a little judgy. Right, because it would have felt like that was earned. Well, she has she has the cards for it. You know her, what I mean? There's enough yeah. history within the character. You can you can understand why she would react that way. Well, and it would have been interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, anytime we can come up with an interesting story arc for her character that would require time and effort, the arrow goes the opposite direction. That's why I eventually came, like, here's the thing. That's why I eventually got to the the point of, like, okay, whatever. Because I cared way more about Laurel Lance's character than the writers did. And I feel like that continues today. Like, it bugs me way more, the inconsistencies in Black Siren, than it ever does the writers. And nine times out of ten, the inconsistencies are just pure, you know, we're fast-forwarding because we don't want to spend, you know... 20 minutes of the episode on this even though that's probably right. what the story requires it was a lot of dropped balls where where they didn't drop balls with elicity they dropped all the balls with laurel and and her relationship with oliver well i did see mark had an interview <laughs> it was a very long interview Oh, was that the wonderful thing where he said he never saw them as iconic mm-hmm. as Clark and, and Lois? He fundamentally <laughs> disagrees with Gorgeous. the Cardinals. Like, Mark, <laughs> you're going to have to move to Cuernavaca. They're going to come and find you. Um, they, he said that he disagrees with the Arrow comic book fandom as a whole. He's wrong. And he says, speaking as a comic book fan myself, I'm well-versed in this area. Uh, he does not view Laurel and Oliver, Black Canary and Green Arrow, in the same vein as Lois Lane and Superman. In the comics. In the comics. Like, he does not comics, feel that they are the, the same not, epic, yeah. integral, mainstay couple that they were for the Superman comics. Which has always right. been... We've always said Well, that. even like, there's a lot of comic book fans in the Elicity fandom, and that's what they've always said. Right. There's like there's a dozen different stories where they're well, mortal enemies or they are together or they got a divorce or they're Here's where I boiled down to. I think there's actually relatively fairly few genuine Dinah Ollie Shipper fans from the comics. I think what a lot of what we see and what they why they always argue with us and why they always try to use comics to throw in our face, I think that's them they're upset that we we're right that we got what we wanted, that what we wanted to happen happened, that we are happy about it. They don't like our fandom at all. And Yeah, they view so it they, as they, fan service. Right. Well, and they, so they take up with Dinah and Ollie because that's the opposite. They see that as the opposite of what we like. Mm-hmm. And they're using it to, to beat us over the head. And that's why they never actually sit down and create fan works and write fanfic and do all this stuff and, and promote their own ship because they don't give a shit about the ship. They only give a shit about us and our ship. Right. And being anti to it. And that's why we call them antis. They're not pro anything. They're not, right. They, they, could, they, they couldn't give a shit about Laurel and Oliver. What they care about is is making our fandom upset, and so they say things to try to trigger us. Well, it's also and the get only way they get clicks is if our fandom us. interacts with them. There's not enough of them exactly. online to get exactly. clicks for anything that they are saying or doing because there's. Right. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I saw 
a, a Lorever tweet or post have more than 20 hits yeah. if it doesn't get infiltrated into the Elicity really fandom somehow. Like that shit. Well, you know, I don't even mind. I mean... They just want to get our goat. I, and if we if we respond in any other way but laughing at them, then we're doing exactly what they want us to do. Like, it's not Let's even to me that. what I don't understand is... What I don't understand is why do they keep sticking around? Just because I feel like the Arrow writers are just <laughs> yeah. mean to them. Because it's, it's, it's hate watching. It is hate watching. It has to be hate watching. Because it doesn't really make else. much else. I mean, if, if I... You have watched The Vampire Diaries, and you were like, they're abusive to you. But, like, it, it still wasn't as bad as what the, the Arrow writers do with Laurel and Oliver. I even think it was a little bit of a kick in the pants when they had Laurel Black Siren say that she wasn't with the Adrian Trace Green Arrow. Yeah, they, they won't, like, give them any version of Nothing. Green Arrow and Black Canary k- together Nothing. in any way, shape, or like, form. How easy would it have been? Right, for that to be her boyfriend. Or or the Earth X thing, like have that. Be oh, they could have done it that. Like that was un that was unrequited. She was in love with Oliver, and he was with freaking Supergirl, who looks exactly like who Felicity. looks like Felicity. It's like okay, <laughs> like come on. Do they need like I don't know? I feel like they just are trying to make us mad. I think and honestly, I, feel like it I works take with it some just, of our fans, but it's not working. Well, and me. like just given Mark's interview to me, that's like. That's like him digging in his feet because it's like, okay, right. you guys are telling me that this is what it is. And they've just been absolutely, I'm not saying the Elicity fandom has been peaches and cream with him, but they, that side of the group has just been well, they're absolutely horrible to him. Ridiculous. So, you know, it's almost like he's like, I ain't ever giving you what you want. Like, I yeah. love that they look at the I 100th like the episode as Mark giving them what they want. I'm like, right. oh, children, love yourself. More than this. I feel like the more they demand it, the less they're going to Yeah, it's like the more he and more he digs in his feet. Yeah. I love that about him. like, (laughs) I love the petty. So petty. So petty. But it's kind of my level. That's good. Oh, we're an hour and a half. Oh, well, look at there. We did good. Look at there. So don't dox me. I'm hiding behind Callie right now. Yeah, don't dox Jen. Don't dox I'm still the same old Jen. I just kind of like... A questionable ship. You know, Won't be the first time. <laughs> Won't be the last. And a lot of it has to do with Adam Driver being tall. Okay? And we'll be back sometime, hopefully, to talk about something that's not Star Wars. Maybe Baby Yoda. <gasps> Star Wars. Never mind. Well, <laughs> Jen has to finish the Mandalorian. I'm going to Baby Yoda. I just, yeah. like. That's your assignment, Jen. I know. I Watch just the rest of saw the episode, and, and like we'll he's dropping him off. And I'm like, if Mando does not come back and pick up baby Yoda and save baby Yoda. I'm done with this bullshit. Oh, that was so, such a good So it episode. happened. And I was, I was like, okay, I'll keep watching. That episode was amazing. I was ready was to walk episode until I saw the end out. of the show. And now I was like, okay, no, no, I, I, I know someone was like, someone was literally like, Oh, have you seen the end of, and I'm like, stop tweeting me. I don't want to be spoiled. So I was go like, watch spo- it and then we'll, and then we'll podcast. Yeah, I was spoiled on a lot of Star Wars, which was fine. I didn't care, but I don't want to be spoiled on Man- Mandalorian. Because it's much better than Star Wars is right now. It has Baby Yoda in it, so <laughs> yes. I just like okay. super obsessed with how cute he is. Well, he is so cute. He is so cute. Okay, so we'll talk Mandalorian Can the next time. Yes. And watch Marriage Story and Hungry Hearts. And watch Marriage Story and watch Witcher and watch. I haven't watched Star Witcher. Is it good? <sighs> 
It's confusing as shit. Okay. <laughs> Where are you at in Lost, by the way? Before we oh, start? I am working my way till five through five. Okay. I just got to season five, like, in my rewatch. Oh, you are? Okay, I'll, t- I'll look yeah. up the episode number because I'll tell you because then we can, like, yeah. we can watch together. Because yes. I'll start watching it. Like, I've been using it as my workout thing, but I just need to start watching it at home. You just need to finish it up because I want to talk to you I know. <laughs> it's like, I know the end is coming and I just don't want to deal with then, it. But you got to do it. Then you can rewatch it like I, I know, do. but and it's going to make me it, sad. What am I going to watch after? Nothing. More, more <laughs> <laughs> There's no more shows. Arrow will be over. Lost will yeah. be over. Well, we'll do a Lost podcast. We'll do a Baby Yoda podcast. We'll do all these different podcasts. I'm like we'll so different. up okay. in the whole Sawyer. <sighs> and Isn't he the best? Oh, my God. He's the best. And they're in the past. And it. Jack and Kate, they all just came back. And they yep. still haven't fucking reunited Jin and Son. And I'm like ready to... But the only reason they had her not be flashed to the past with everybody else was so they're separated. And I'm like, I hate you. you. So fucking evil. I know. And I'm just like, (laughs) oh my gosh, the whole quadrangle and the uncomfortable. And I just love Sawyer and like Sawyer's and the doctor. And it's like I just want them to have like little blonde 1977 babies and like Kate and Jack just need to get their shit together and get married. you're you're it sounds like i might even be a little past you has anybody i has, has saeed shown saeed up, shown up. he got arrested he's like freaking out about baby ben who's just as weird as grown-up ben um has he done anything untoward to baby ben yet? not yet okay i just passed is it gonna you. be like are they gonna baby hitler baby ben it's not a bad idea. They're, they might baby Hitler. Baby it's not a bad idea. I thought about it. I said, like, could we be like poison but a sandwich listen, or something? It's, it's one of those things that like, like Miles keeps saying, it's not going to change anything because he's alive in the future. Oh, so no, he's going right. to be okay. Okay. So. Well, and Jack's like Catch all, I'm not it. in charge anymore. And it's great. I'm like, Jack, get oh, your Jack, shit together. in charge. Honey. <laughs> it's in your DNA. I know. It's like. <laughs> Jack's like, Sawyer's telling me what to do, and it's fine. I'm like, oh, everyone knows you're lying, Jack. This is killing you listening to Sawyer. <laughs> like, it's literally hurting your... Even though Sawyer, as a leader, is like chef's kiss. I mean, he's, he's perfection. Great. I love how he's I like, he's like, he sat down, he was like sitting down and reading, and Jack's all like, you look like you're just sitting there reading. He's like... I love what he, he said was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, well, I'm thinking. That's I'm what kidding. I do. Maybe you should have thought. Whereas you just reacted. <laughs> you didn't think at all. And look how many people I died. know. I was like, I'm oh. Thing. And I was like, oh, man. It was salty. Truth and I love that Juliet's like all stressed that he's still in love with Kate. And I'm like, girl, he's so over Where that. He's like, I want to get this all solved in as neatly as possible so I can return to my life. He basically just wants to stay in the 70s with you and make babies. <laughs> Yes, he does. He's, he doesn't care about Kate. And Kate's like, I no. love that Kate's finally getting hers a little bit. That like she doesn't have the two guys like pawn all over her. And she doesn't know. What like, to listen, do. Kate. Not everybody wants to have sex with you all the time. Learn to deal with I it. Know. And didn't she bang Jack like the night before they flew back on? A yes, and like, she was like, "Don't ask me any questions." And like, let's just. Oh, have that was bullshit. No, I had to stop it. I had to stop it last night because that was what we watched last night. And I had to stop it, and I was like ranting at Kyle, and Kyle's like, "Why are like, you?" Like, why did they break up? I don't even get I it. Was, 
Because he was well, like. Well, here's my thing. I was like, she's like, okay, don't ask me about what happened with, with little. Yeah, with the kid. I was parents. like, well, he was going to. Okay, that, now, first of all, it's his like, nephew. Okay. Well, th- that's, that's the thing. I was like, okay, first of all. Right? First of all, what happens with him is extremely important in regards to A, I care about this child and want to make sure he's being taken care of. B, he's more related to that child than she is. Right? And wasn't he going to basically be his adopted father? They were engaged. Right? And it's just like. like, I understand that there was a bit of a. He can absolutely ask. Where the hell is the like, child? I get that there was a little and bit of a booze problem and some how pills. How hard is it for her to say, hey, but like, I dropped but him that off was with his like, grandma. Right. Let's, Let's go, go back to the plane. island. <laughs> also, like, Jack was just going oh crazy. God. Here's the thing. Jack was just going crazy because he knew he had to go back to the island and couldn't figure out how to get back there. And Jack was right. They had to go back to the island. Kate was wrong. Correct. So... Tell him where his freaking kid is, Kate. And like, okay, I get Kate like she, he was clear, <laughs> clearly sane enough and responsible enough for her to sleep with. Well, that's the thing. After she tells him this horribly, then like, she like strips. Thing, You're like, wait, are we together? <laughs> are we together? And then she's all like pouty face when Sawyer isn't all like up in her business. I'm like, girl, pick a lane. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Thank you. Because you've got Thank delicious you. snack, Jack. And why do you turn yes. that down? That's Matthew Fox. You say, you don't say no to that. I don't care if he is boozy and drunk. He's still hot. And, and also... Listen, and Sawyer is perfect with Juliet. They have the same hair tint. I'm, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, Lost is three ships. It's Sawyer and Juliet. Yes. It's, it's, it's Jin and yep. Sun. And it's Penny and Desmond. And I, I add Jack I and Kate because I'm way say, more invested in Jack and Kate than you. But no, it's, it was just one of those things last night. I was like, I can't tell you. Like, I was just trying to figure out, okay, I like Sawyer and Juliet the best. That's that's no surprise. But I was like, and then and then Jen and Son. And I'm like, oh, but then Penny and Desmond. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't even know. I just love them like, all. Like, I don't think I can order them. I like, ja- I Jack and Kate make and me the angriest favorite, because they're like, so stupid in their will they, won't they? <laughs> Like, they're so stupid. They're beyond Like, stupid. they're so... They could have been married with a dozen little Jack. I don't know. Like, and Kate. why is it so easy for Sawyer and Juliet to, like, get together? Like, they got their shit together. Right! What is so and hard, like Jack, Jack and, and Kate? Kate? Like, here in L.A., they couldn't, couldn't get their well, shit together. Well, it's like, they got their so shit together, people. and then, like, Jack freaked out and <sighs> was like, we have to go back apart. to the island. And Kate's like, well, now I can't be with you because you're telling me the truth. I was like, wait, What? And then like, he just became unhinged, and I understand not being with him when he was unhinged, but it does not mean that he's not a, poten- a potential life mate. Well, she, like, wouldn't even talk to him. Right, like, like she okay. just shuts him out of the kid's life. And I'm like, okay, Whatever. well, maybe his equilibrium is messed up a little bit from being on a crazy island that does not exist in reality. Or whatever. And I don't know, Kate, you were there. Weird shit happened. And maybe Jack's just saying weird shit is continuing to happen. And maybe I we should listen to the island and the island's telling us to go back. Okay. We have to finish this up. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we're already starting our last podcast. Look what we did there. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll, we'll do more of that once Jen finishes watching. Okay. I'll power through it. I'll probably, I'll get, I just got to get through it. I'll just do it. We can, we can watch. We'll watch. I mean, you have to tell me what episode you are. What do we have to do this next week? Kids are home from school. It's fine. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right, guys. Talk to you later. Don't hate me because I like Raylo. It's fine. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes. Or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.